it was a crazy idea. Bring a group of people together to write an inspirational book about success in a weekend. If there were 20 people contributing, the editor would be happy. More than 70 did. They worked with the suggested themes of career, finance, and relationships, and were asked to keep entries to 200 words or less. It's more difficult than it sounds. They embraced the challenge to provide readers with many doses of inspiration, whether read in one sitting or one before bed each night. They submitted their pieces within a tight timeline. They took part in a two-hour editing marathon and watched as their writing was reviewed and polished to shine brighter. They cheered with every update and marveled at their own ability. These authors are success stories in themselves. Now we share with you the results of that weekend, the inspirational essays, narratives, and insights about success in relationships, career, finance, and life. Our intention is this book will empower and uplift you too to be your better self and let your success shine. My name is Donna Kozik, and today I'm happy to interview three of the contributing authors to Success is Yours. Before I do, just a moment about how this project came together and worked out. And today I'm going to talk about proofreading. And uh, we actually took the same concept of writing and applied it to proofreading. So after gathering and editing 71 pieces, they were then compiled into one document and sent out for a community proofread. The way I did this was post the proof PDF in our Facebook group and then gave all the authors a chance to review it and submit changes. And some authors did just their piece, which is perfectly fine, and several went above and beyond and did the whole book. Now, I'm a pretty good proofreader myself, but I was amazed at some of the things that these people caught. So really good, smart group of people who cared about the project. And again, not only their own piece, but so many just read several pieces and pointed out some things that could uh, be construed as typos or a missing word or an awkward phrasing. And it was just fantastic the way they came together. And we did this group proofread. It was a really good way to get a more polished book done and then also continue this feeling of it being a community book project. So today I'm talking to uh, three of the contributing authors, and the first is Daphne Greer. Daphne Greer's piece is called From Surviving to Thriving After Loss, and Daphne's piece uh, goes like this. Experiencing heartbreak and loss can shatter your soul, leaving you inundated with grief, feeling lost and alone, with no hope in sight. Is it possible to find joy again? Absolutely. You can succeed and thrive once again. I was an average suburban mom who loved her daughter, but then she died, and I didn't believe it was feasible to smile again. Yet, I am proof that anything is possible. How to achieve it? It's embracing faith, taking one day at a time, be patient. It requires clinging to hope and belief in that entity bigger than you. It's trusting that this present world is not all there, not all there is. It takes opening your heart and blessing others, giving, serving, and loving, while gradually rebuilding your life as you discover your purpose and passion. All the while, embrace your hurt and treasure your memories. Honor your past and know you are not alone. Hope is more powerful than fear. Living intentionally and connecting with others will surely reignite your spirit and transform your heart like you could never imagine. And then Daphne ends the piece by saying, Reclaim your life, 
persevere and be determined to restore your happiness. Never give up. If you if I can do it, so can you. So again, that comes from Daphne uh, Greer. Daphne, thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, really, um, I think when people first hear your subject and and read your piece and probably even meet you in person, uh, I would imagine you experience uh, from them or you notice in them a little bit of, oh, man, that's really rough to have uh, lost your, to have your daughter die like that, and uh, I don't know what to say. And so uh, this is probably, you know, (laughs) something in your life that it's like, well, this is the way I'm living my life now. Is is that right? It sounds like it is. Pretty much. Yeah, it is. You get a lot of, you know, oh, I'm sorry, or oh, and then they move on to a different conversation and change the subject. You know, it's it's frightening and scary for a lot of people. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, but I just say, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, I mean, it, it was devastating, yeah, and I do live with it every day, but I'm here, and I'm I'm growing, and I'm happy even in those times of sorrow. So, Yes, and I know that uh, you are a, a strong woman. You and I know each other a bit outside of the Community Book Project, and I really admire you and also the strength that you give others. And uh, that leaves when you, when you saw the subject of this edition of the Community Book Project, mm-hmm. Did you just know instinctively that this is what you were going to write about? Yeah, it was funny. I, re- I really did, and I, it just popped in my mind, like, I have to share about, you know, living after loss and, and actually being successful after loss. It sounds kind of weird. Um, how can you really be successful? Um, but you can be, and I, I just wanted to show people that and, and give some encouragement um, because I know during those first few months and even years after any kind of loss, it's really hard to – move forward and even think that there's a future with hope and joy. Um, so, yeah, I really wanted to share that. And I I found that quote by Christina Rasmussen that was very powerful for me through my loss. And it, it's, it states, you can do the impossible because you have been through the unimaginable, um, which is very powerful. We all um, need that encouragement and and know that others have survived and that we're going to be okay too. Right, right. Now, I know you do some work uh, around this area of surviving to thriving after loss. Uh, what is it that you that you do in working with others? Uh, I, I do a lot of writing about, about finding faith and hope after loss. Um, um, I also volunteer with grief support groups in person and online and helping facilitate and mentor others through the grieving process, helping them to find that that hope. Um, and I'm also starting a grief coaching business soon as well, so I'm really excited about that. So it's been kind of a whirlwind, but I, I'm really focusing on my writing at the moment and building a course. And I think there's so much power in hearing the stories and testimonies of others that that just gives you that motivation inside and, and, and keeps you moving one foot forward one day at a time. Right. And, uh, right, there's, there's great power in that and also a probably part of the healing, a good part of the healing for the person as well. So it's just a circle there of uh, 
yeah, of, of healing and, and growth and strength. So uh, right. you co-authored another book, uh, Grief Diaries, We Will Survive. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, I did that, oh, a couple years ago, and it was something that was on my heart. Um, when you have a child pass away, the first thing people tell you is, oh, no, there's a high divorce rate. Look out, you know, you're headed for a train wreck. But really, that's not the case, and those statistics are really wrong. Um, so there's just a lot of misleading information out there. So I, I wanted to contribute to this book and write this book and put it out there for people to let them know that there are a lot of struggles and difficulties in marriage in general without adding the burden of the loss of a child. However, it is absolutely possible, and um, you can continue to be married and have a great marriage and great relationship with your spouse. Um, the book covers lots of different topics, and it's also um, a book that has a lot of other contributors in it that have shared their experience with marriage and their difficulties um, and their struggles. It covers anger, blame, intimacy, hope, um, and a lot of other areas through marriage that people have questions about. Um, so that's been a a really beneficial thing for others and myself in hearing other stories of how other people survived. So Will We Survive, I think, is the perfect title for it. Right. Boy, though, people coming up to you and are like, look out, your marriage is going to, you know, is on a, <laughs> yeah. you know, a crash course. It's like, well, thank you very much. Exactly. I mean, God, the things that people say sometimes is just astounding. Yeah. Just <laughs> so, and just, hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, Daphne, where can people find you? Um, my website is called grievinggumdrops.com, and there I have um, all my blogs and articles and a little bit more about me and links to my social media accounts. So it would be great. That's where I'm at. Grievinggumdrops.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Daphne. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Excellent. And again, that was uh, Daphne Greer. All right. Oh, my cat just went and laid on our next guest. Uh, piece here. Let me gently move her out of the way. And uh, that is called 16 Years from Sarah Jane Watson. And Sarah Jane uh, quotes herself at the front of her piece, and she says, success is in knowing that you have put your heart and soul into your business. Success is never giving up on oneself. And she begins, on September 21st, 2017, I turned 34 years old. What does that mean exactly? First of all, it means I have a few more gray hairs to try and cover up. Secondly, it means I have been chasing the same dream for over 16 years. Wow. You see, in 20, or I'm sorry, in 2002, I attended the Hallmark Institute of Photography to, well, become a photographer. That's my dream. Simple, right? Not quite. My dream isn't to just be a photographer. My dream is to be a successful one. Here's the thing, though. I've had a few thousand mishaps along the way. After 16 years, I'm still trying to bring growth to my business. I'm still learning about my field each and every day. I'm still trying to find my niche and my target market and on and on. I never stop working to improve myself as both a person and as a photographer. I'm still striving for success. Am I a photographer? Most definitely. Am I a successful one? How does one measure success exactly? Exactly. Who knows? Does anyone? What can I say? In my book, I've reached success in knowing that I have never given up. 
says Sarah Jane Watson. Sarah, welcome. Thank you, Donna. Yeah, glad to have you here. And uh, Sarah, I just love the title of your piece, 16 Years. Did that come to you out of the blue, or did you think about it a lot? Well, you know, this past year I've done a lot of reflecting over, you know, just about my career, just everything, and then when you gave us the theme of success, at first I really thought about it in the traditional sense, and then it hit me that the number one thing that I have found success in is that I've never given up over the course of that 16 years. And so coming up with a name was actually pretty easy for me. Um, that just came to me as, as I realized that that's how long I've been chasing the same dream to, to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting the different uh, societal takes on the word success. And I think that one thing the Community Book Project uh, has taught me uh, is that you know there are so many different definitions of success, and uh, it's not necessarily you know fancy cars and tons of money and things. We all have our own way of looking at it. In fact, that's what you say uh, in your quote at the top about success is never giving up on oneself. So you. Um, mention a number of mishaps you have. In fact, I think there were quite a few. I was wondering if you could describe one of those that you had to overcome in your career as a photographer. Absolutely. And and so I've I've overcome so many things like like many people, financial mishaps, medical mishaps, um mishaps in relationships, you name it. And uh so out of all of that, I was I was thinking about that and the one of the things that really stands out specific to photography, it's not like, you know, it's not necessarily so serious, but it's definitely something that I think may be universal for a lot of people, no matter what field that they're in. And so when I attended the Hallmark Institute of Photography back in 2002, I was in the last class prior to the switch to digital photography. And so it really hit me last spring. I was doing some photos with my great nieces, they're all in middle school or high school, all teenagers. And so I was telling the youngest one of them about film photography. And she very sweetly reminded me and said, you know, it's it's 2017, Aunt Sarah. <laughs> so I said, okay. And so that's that's kind of one of the mishaps that I've faced is that switch from film to digital I basically had to start over from scratch from everything that I learned, you know, and everything I learned was on a medium format film camera. And so I started over from scratch, and then over the past 16 years, one of the struggles I've faced is keeping up with technology, constantly having to evolve and and learn new things. And, you know, in some days it's, you know, where you're hitting your head against the wall, and then other days it's like, I got this. But so... Out of everything, that's not – I think that might be something that everybody kind of deals with in business. Um, and and it's an ongoing challenge because there's something new coming out every day. Right, right, something new to keep up on. Although I would say – would you agree that there is something kind of um, almost noble of being part of a last class before – you know, digital kind of really took over. <laughs> Do you give yourself credit for, oh, you know, I learned it old school? 
Yeah, and I, and I absolutely I love that. I'm glad that I got the opportunity to do that because I I think I'm always going to have that passion and love for film photography. Um, mm-hmm. And it just it was amazing. It was a great opportunity and experience, and I wouldn't I wouldn't take that back for anything. See, there you go. Excellent. And uh, now talk about how your experience was in taking part in this book project. Would you Do you like writing as well, or are you all about the visual arts only? <laughs> Actually, um, before I decided to go into photography, I wanted to go to the um, Emerson College over in Boston for writing. And I haven't done a lot of writing over the years. Um, and so this book project, I was really excited because it was so different from anything that I've ever really done. And it kind of just brought back that uh, that excitement for writing, and then also um, where you were talking about success being having a different meaning for everyone, um, that was really inspirational to me. And then you know the time frame in which everything was done fit perfectly. I I was just excited about everything in general. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I was glad to have you uh, take part. So, Sarah Jane, where can uh, people find you? Uh, well, uh, people can find me at my website. It's uh, www.salient-times.com. And, uh, or, and then there you can find my email and my links to social media and, and just everything. All right. So salient-times.com? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. And, of course, they can also find you in the Success is Yours uh, book. So <laughs> congratulations. Thank you so much, Sarah J, and appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, Donna. All right, excellent. Sarah Jane Watson has one of those careers, I have to say, that uh, always intrigued me. Uh, took a, I took a, a college photography class, and I just loved it, and uh, good for her. Good for her. All right, and uh, next up we have Chipo Shamberi, and Chipo wrote about having a healthy relationship with your body. She starts with a quote from Lucille Ball. It says, love yourself first and everything else falls into line. You really have to love yourself to get anything done in this world. Then she writes, the body is a house for our spirit and soul from birth to death. The formula for a successful relationship with your body includes the variables of respect, listening, love, and non-judgment. Why not get to know each other and have a sizzling relationship? I had to change my relationship with my body because of the pain that stressed me. I could no longer treat my body like a machine. I had to connect with it more. One of the key steps I took was learning the body's language and how to listen with love and compassion, the same as I do with a new friend. What does that mean and how do you do the same? Well, Chipo writes, here are three simple actions you can start with. Number one, keep a journal every day and write one, two, or three things you like about your body. Number two, Do something every day to nurture your body, like get a massage, meditate, exercise, or simply rest. Number three, feed your body well. Drink more water and eat healthy foods. And then Chipo ends with a quote of her own saying, listen to your body. It, too, has a love story. Welcome, Chipo. Thank you, Dora. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you. I'm glad you're here, too. So I... I always uh, uh, mention when we hear a little bit of an accent, can you tell us uh, where you're from or where that originates from? Ah, that originates from Zimbabwe, that's southern part of Africa. And I now live in Canada, yeah. 
Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So real uh, international contributor that we have here. And, uh, Chipo, I know that you had, you were so excited when this project came about and, that, and you had a number of things that you could write about and, uh, you know, we kind of had a little bit of back and forth and then settled on this one. So why did you uh, pick this subject to write about? What does it really mean to you? Well, it means a lot. Like I say in my in my article there, that I really didn't have a good, you know, successful relationship with my body. I was a nurse, and in nursing, I just pushed my body. I wanted to help others and never really took care of my body. You know, I ate, I did things, but it wasn't like, okay, I'm sitting down with my friend and find out what she wants until I got sick. That's when I thought, you know what, I need to change this. And now I do relationship coaching, help others, not just with their relationship with their body, the relationship with who they are, you know, their body, their mind, their spirit, you know, their emotions, what's going on, do they know all of who they are? Right, taking it all all in together uh, with the different aspects of it. And in the in your essay, you mentioned learning your body's language, and I was interested by uh, that line. Can you tell us a little bit more what you mean by that? Well, learning the you know the body has we all have a different language, and our body it doesn't speak like you and, my, you and me are speaking right now. It you have a little discomfort somewhere, a little pain. And that means something. It wants to bring my attention. You know, I remember many years ago, I, I had a knee problem, and I went for massage. And I said to my massage therapist, my knee wants to cry. And they thought that was the most weirdest thing they've ever had. But I left, I went home, and I just said to my knee, this is where it all started. I said, you know what, go ahead and cry. You know, my knee cried, and after that, I never had any problem with it. What was that? Right, right. Well, that is interesting. I think that is definitely being in tune with your body and having a conversation with it. Uh, Kind of takes that to the next level, but I can understand what you mean uh, about what the feeling of pain is or discomfort is, or disease and where's, where is this coming from yeah, and exactly. actually asking the part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, we go, yes, to our healthcare practitioners. They might say, you know what, we can't find anything wrong with, with you or with your knee. What if you yep. ask that part, what's going on? Would you tell me? Yeah, I've discovered that it does tell me. I have to be patient. I have to listen. I have to be like, you know, I'm really interested in finding out. Yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, Switching gears a little bit, what did you like best about taking part in this community book project and uh, our book, Success is Yours? Well, I think everything, but if I were to choose, I mean, I I wrote my first book with you, Donna, many years ago, in 2009, I don't know if you remember, I am good enough for me, and just having to write it in such a short period of time, and with this was the same thing, like you have, did we have a weekend or did we have a day for this one? You know, it was like, okay, I have to come up and I have to write it. It was that's what I like. It's something that's 
fast, let's do it, and let's get over it. I can't, right. I can't do the writing that goes on and on. I get bored. You know, I have my attention span is not that long. So I've learned to honor that and say, okay, so Donna is saying, let's write this in, you know, even if you say let's write it in two hours, probably I could have just sat down and did it. So it's the, amazing what the person can do, uh, you know, when encouraged. And I know you and I go way back. I didn't realize it was 2009, so we're almost talking 10 years. But you're memorable, Chipo. So right. I totally uh, <laughs> remember uh, working with you on your first book. And, yeah, you really capture the essence of what I'm about, what Write a Book in a Weekend is all about, what the Community Book Project is all about. Uh, it's about, you know, let's get this done with some focused attention, right. and then uh, we can move on so it's not yeah. hanging over our heads. Mm-hmm. And this, though, I took on as a fun project. Uh, I thought it would be, you know, fun to bring a lot of people together. And You're right. I think I made, I gave you maybe a day and a half. I think <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it was just the energy of everybody writing yeah. that. I could feel that. It was like I'm in some vortex. That's helped me do it. If I had sat down and said, okay, I need to write 200 words by myself, I'm not sure I would have done it as quickly as I did this and be as a success, you know, be a successful project. I'm not sure. I think it will be sitting on my computer, not having done anything with it. Yeah, we, it is, and that is uh, one of the reasons I conducted the uh, project from our Facebook page so we could pick up on that energy of community. And, uh, yeah, I think it really worked as we were all pulling for each other Mm -hmm. uh, to get these pieces done. So, Chief, I just love talking to you. And if other people want to talk to you, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook. I'm usually on Facebook either, you know, doing a Facebook Live or on my website, which is Chipo Shambare, my name, dot com. So my full name, no spaces, dot com. Okay, excellent. I'll I'll spell that out for people right here. Thank you, uh, Chipo. So it is C as in cat, H-I-P-O-S-H-A-M-B as in boy, A-R-E. Chipo dot com. So excellent. Uh, Thank you so much to all my guests. I really appreciate all of you. And this is uh, Donna Kozik again saying thank you to Daphne Greer, Sarah, Jane, Watson, and Chipo Shambury for talking with me. And thank you, of course, for listening. You can find out more about the book, Success is Yours, at booksbydonnak.com. And also find out more about the Community Book Project at communitybookproject.com if you're looking to write a book of your own. Check out my free book planner at freebookplanner.com. And then Daphne, Sarah Jane, Chipo, and I will see you in the bookstore.